Welcome to another installment of Money Should Ask. <laughs> I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, turn up the volume. Listen. No, no, don't turn don't. up the volume. <laughs> Learn and laugh. <laughs> oh, my next. Oh, my God. This is going to be fun today. I have got Cynthia Levin with me today. See, Nice ring, Bob. Yeah. Is that Big, nice? Talk about money. Big wow. bauble on his little. His, oh, his middle finger. And his oh. middle finger. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Oh. So, uh, Cynthia, it's great to have you here. Bob, uh, it's great to be here. It's so good. By God, Bob. So, Comedy Store Regular, doing the improv, Comedy Central, Comics Unleashed. Ooh. It's all. But, so, the first thing I want to talk about, though, is, is has nothing to do with money. I guess it does. You lost your money mm-hmm. when you got on a plane, and you got thrown off with Adam Barnhart. Yeah, so, uh, this was actually really around this time, a year, a few, several years back, many old years back, pre-9-11. Right, so that's pre two thousand. Okay. Um, Adam Barnhart and I went to do a gig in Arizona in um, uh, I can't. Oh, uh, Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, and uh, we were flying out there, and um, me and him. It was early in the morning, and I have insomnia, so I was a little irritable. <laughs> I don't believe, like I, you know, if I don't sleep, then I want to kill somebody. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm not. I'm used to being alone in the day because nobody's wanted to. Spend the night. Spend the night. Sorry. Anyway, so I'm always alone in the daytime. You and can pay for those kinds of things. I'm sure you can, Bob. Oh, okay. Cynthia can't even afford to do that. Okay. That's why I'm here today. Oh. Okay. No, but anyway, so Adam and I, we were swearing our heads off, like, you know, like, suck my yeah. dick, you know, whatever. We were just like swearing, you know, fuck my ass, lick me, clip my clit, you know, like just, you know, regular Basic conversation. conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Like, move my bag, suck it off, you know, like we were like, you know what I mean? So we were having a blast, though, because we're both numb, basically. And right. Adam just, you know, because he's a drug addict, but he was clean at, at the, the time. Oh, that's no fun. So, no, it's fine. Oh, it's Because fun. we're still both numb for one reason or another. Anyway, okay. screaming our heads off. And then all of a sudden, some <laughs> the the, uh, the the head uh, stewardess, this guy, walked up. And he had, like, a dandruff in his eyeglasses. <laughs> I mean, he really did. Dandruff-filled eyeglasses and oh, a God. vest. He was wearing a vest, poor bastard, and uh, a, a nice little shiny tie. I mean, he looked like a real dick, you know. And he walked <laughs> over and he goes, he goes, excuse me, we're going to have to ask you to leave the plane. And we're like, <laughs> You're And funny. he's like, no, we want, we need you to leave the plane. And you got all like emotional. And we're like, what are you fucking talking about? Right, I think we even said, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> what do you mean? It's and, a plane. And, and I said, and they're literally like coming towards us, and we're like, "What are you talking?" Because the pilot would like you to be, to 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 remove. We need you to remove. Sorry, how do it? Whatever. <laughs> I always have it's to be word sense. for word, yeah. but the pilot would like you to be removed from his plane, from his aircraft. Wow. The pilot wants you off of his aircraft, and we're like, "Us? You know, we're like, we're going to do a gig and we're and, funny and and, and and Tucson and yeah." And it's New Year's, and it was New Year's Day, day, right? Uh, I mean, Eve Day, New Year's Eve Day, and we were going to perform New Year's night, and we were supposed to just fly back the next day or whatever it was. Anyway, so um, they got, they kicked us off the plane. Oh my god, that's so funny! So you didn't do and the no, gig? No, we did. They they put I mean, we convinced them to put us on the next plane. And I was very I was full of rage. <laughs> like I feel, you know, I was full of rage. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been swearing my head off already. Right. But it was just like we were covering it with you know having a good time. Right. But. Um, so what I did was we go into the into the airport, um, 
whatever you call it, the whatever what you know the inside the airport what is that called the terminal the terminal that's a good word <laughs> no it's a big word i haven't said it in a while anyway so we're in the terminal and i go into the store and i buy a bunch of cuz they sell playboy magazines and so so okay. i went and bought playboy uh, magazines and I sat there and I sat there like in front of people just flipping through look at that nice tits you know like just flipping like this is acceptable but we're not a say, allowed to say fuck with right. humor on a plane do right. you see what I'm saying yeah. but you can sell vagina snatch orama right. right magazines in the terminal in the terminal right. so people can sit there and beat one off while waiting for their next flight do you right. see what I'm saying right. so but that just was don't me make a noise when you yeah that was yeah <laughs> don't just don't yeah. which one Quietly, you know, release. Yeah. Oh, got you. Yeah, that's all. <sighs> that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh, we're boarding. Uh-huh. We're boarding. Yeah, okay. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got my cheese plate that you were offering earlier. <laughs> It's, oh, it's that's good. too much. And how was the and how was the set when you finally got there? Oh, we had a blast. How much did you get paid? Oh God, I don't remember. Three hundred bucks or something did, like did that. It cover, did Three. it cover the airfare? Uh, yeah, they paid for the airfare. And oh. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were so nice. And then they we smoked weed. And I did. Adam didn't. I didn't oh. even know how. But they, all they did there was smoke weed. And so they gave me some. And then Adam was messing with me, like with a candle. I bought a candle because I had no money. Right. And so I, he kept trying to pull it away from me while we were sitting at a, you know. And I'm like, no, no, give it back. Like, I'm serious. Cause you... <laughs> like, because I, cause I just spent, like, I shouldn't have spent $5 on this candle. Give it back. <laughs> and he was having a blast with me. Like, That's this so is in funny. front of, like, 20 people we didn't know, too. We went to dinner with them or lunch with them. Anyway. That's so funny. High in the afternoon. You don't – I'm Jewish. We don't do that. We don't um, do so. that. Jews don't do that. No, we don't. Not so. No, actually, there's a lot of Jews, that comic Jews. That, yeah. they, they love the weeds. They do. It's not my thing. It's not At all. Thing. At all. Well, no. now, you grew, you grew up in – you went to college in Chicago? I knew of I in Champaign for two years, and then I quit. I cheated okay. to get in. This, okay. So. But you went with Kathy Carlson. Yeah. I know Kathy Carlson. Yeah, that's really yeah. funny. I didn't that's, know you knew her. I know her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were in New York. I was, yeah. I was here, for, so I was Chicago, then college, then back in Chicago, and then I moved to L.A. for a year with some creep, and then went to New York for a year and had a great time, and then moved back because God told me to, divine intervention, I was a mess. What? So I still have your couch. Which I wish you would give it back to I, he, he. I'm not going to give it back to you. It's beautiful. I had it re. I had it re-upholstered. I know you told me. It's beautiful. You big queen. It's so beautiful. anyway, it's a beautiful <laughs> semicircle 1950s couch. You know, it's stunning. It's the only nice thing I have. Bullshit. You also have my bench, my wooden bench. You wouldn't give back to me either. I, I remember asking him. I go, "Can I get?" And he's like, "No." It's mine. No. It's <laughs> no. I'm like, wow, what a bitch. Wow. And um, yeah. But it's all right. I just have to believe that there's more where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> 20 years later. I have to believe that there's more where that came from. There's I'm more. Still, yeah. There's... And, ha- so what, and so when you were in New York before God told you to come back, yeah. um, you were doing stand-up? Doing stand-up. And how, how were you making ends meet? Just from comedy? About... 75% comedy, 25% waitressing or doing like a kid's party here and there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did your parents love that you did comedy? My parents didn't exist fully in my life at the time. Oh, okay. No, I mean like they didn't – we weren't really like – they weren't like, hey, how's it going? I mean even when they were in my life, it wasn't like, hey, yeah. how's it going? They never – the word – the question never came up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's nice when you can just talk about the weather with your parents. Not even that. Oh, not even – No. No, it's like, Hello. Hello. Hi. All right. I'll talk okay. to you later. Okay. Oh, that was Christ. enough. 
that was enough. No, it was usually phone calls telling me that they were going to Israel uh, during the. It was all during 2000 to 2005, which is when all the you know all the bombings were happening. Oh, so they were just letting Hello, you know. Hello, Cynthia. Time. Your father and I are going to go to Israel on Monday. All right, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, Mom, do you think it's a good time to go? Of course it is. We're going to stay with Oro Nerf Kaplan in Tel Aviv. We'll be fine. It'll be great. And I get phoning, kept getting phone calls every two days about more dead people. Oh. But we're still having a wonderful time. That's fun. There's 10,000 dead, 1,500 injured, but we're still having a... All right. Try the wine. It's good. (laughs) Uh, And then you came back to L.A. Came back to L.A. after five years and uh, lived here for 11 years straight. And uh, as I like to say, the most miserable time of my life. So 11 years straight, two years by or... Bisexual? No, well, I just all eleven. All eleven. No, straight. St- no, completely straight. eleven straight. Completely through. straight. Yep, terrible okay. time. And then I moved. And then I moved to uh, New York. Is that true? No, no. Then I moved to Chicago for two years. Okay. And then to I don't know what I'm saying. That's well, not a true story. It was eleven years straight. Then New York for five years, and then L.A. for five years, and then Chicago for two, and then London for four. And then back to Chicago and L.A. now again for two. I know it's endless. Anyway. That's a lot in twenty nine years. But you're 29, right? Gold. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just like, wow. Oh, 20. We won't. We won't do the numbers. No. Um, so let me ask you this. So I know your parents really didn't talk to you. I mean, I. I'm, I mean, I sort of. Like it makes sense. Does but, it? Why they wouldn't talk to me? <laughs> but did they're you, looking at you, darling. They're looking. <laughs> did they ever, besides telling you they were going to Israel, did they ever, um, like, tell you anything about money or not anything about money, or did you watch? How they handled money? Um, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, Jewish, dad's a doctor. I had five brothers and sisters. Um, but we never had like... Jewish Catholic? Just, yeah, right, exactly. My dad was competing with the Catholics. He oh, said that um, he wasn't going to... That um, the Catholics weren't the only people that were allowed to have big families. Yeah. So he made my mother squirt out six. Wow. I know. What a bitch that is. Um, painful for everybody involved. But anyway, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think, um, like, they like nice things. Yeah. So we had a, you know, a decent-sized house. It was like we were, like, uh, middle class with a little bit of upper, b- barely, just, you know what I mean, middle class probably. Um, because, as it turned out, there was a whole lot of people with a lot more money. We just sort of, oh. like, we're average, you know. And so, um, oh, yeah, and then my dad lost money through a friend of his. Somebody's yeah. waving somebody down. We need – Okay. And um, is everything all right? No. 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 No, I can't see the clock, so I actually have no idea. Okay. We How long use, we're here? Here's, here's a clock. No, I mean, I know. It's, okay. Um, okay. I'm a clock watcher, okay. and so they've hidden it from me just okay, to stress great. me out. Here you go. Well, you can see my... So... Yeah. No, so go back to the... Yeah. So... So uh, he, my dad had lost... My dad's... A friend of his had invested, had my, talked my dad into investing money, and then he lost all of it. And oh. so then we, so then he spent the less, rest of my life after like I don't know how old I was, maybe eleven or something, trying to pay it back. So we never really had that. You know what I mean? There was never oh. excess. Five, six kids. You know the whole thing. So it was never like a. So fancy you went from life. having really nice stuff to not. No, having- no, never, never. I mean, it was really I mean, like they had nice things. For, like they bought a nice house and, um, or they had a decent house. We put an extension on it, so that was that where the money went into. My mother liked nice furniture. It was lovely, mostly mostly maroon. Maroon's a Maroon good color. Maroon walls. It's very neutral. Jewish uh, art and a lot of frowning faces. 
uh, surrounded by a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Was your family miserable really? artwork. <laughs> We're very disappointed in you, Cynthia. That's oh. what all the artwork said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, now, are all your siblings like uh, doctors? And... Yeah, so my brother Danny, well, he became a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. um, my oldest brother. My other brother became some kind of a, a, an attorney, um, okay. and uh, my sister became a nurse. My little brother's a, a carpenter, and my oldest sister was in fashion, but she quit to become a mom. They wouldn't. Oh. Yeah. So that's sort of that. And then I'm this thing. Do you, so like, did you get allowances when you were kids or? Did well, you... I think it was supposed to. And then I didn't get it. And then I remember at lunch, like, because like school time and you're like, well, I'm going to be gone for a while. I'm probably hungry. So I remember realizing that like being out in the middle of nowhere, like I'd have to be like, oh, Jesus, I don't have any money. <laughs> And so then I remember remembering to ask my mom, I go, Mom, and I was always afraid to ask for things because I didn't have the greatest childhood. And so I was never, didn't think I deserved anything. So right. I was called Cinderella by my own father. But anyway, and that was oh, the wow. nice one. And um, those are the nice names. Did and, you sing with the mice? Uh, <laughs> no, I, there was no singing, not even with mice. <laughs> not even um, with Not mice. even with mice. It wasn't even that good. So, but anyway, I said, uh, I said, I'd say, Mom, can I get a dollar for lunch? All right. And then she'd literally give me a dollar. And then I'd go, oh, my God, that's not enough, you know. Because like, you couldn't get – even then, even me at 99 years old at that time, you really couldn't you, – you couldn't get a pizza, a slice of pizza and a drink. You could just get one or the other. But you could drink from the fountain. Not at the <laughs> – they didn't have fountains in the pizza shops, goofball. But I don't know why you're, you're not helping me, me at I all know. so far. You I'm are, still broke. You're still <laughs> <laughs> How is it I'm still broke? We've spoken for 20 minutes. I don't know why you're cracking me up. Sorry. Oh, you don't um, know why. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> I mean, uh, completely unexpected. Completely <laughs> unexpected. She's a comic. Um, <laughs> did you? Um, so you said you didn't deserve. Right. Definitely, definitely didn't deserve. And do you still believe that today? Well, I do believe I deserve today, okay. but it's taken me all these years, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was only in the last eight years that I was able to afford my own life, which was very minimal and always has been. I've been really good at scraping by my whole life um so uh yeah so yeah do your siblings give you any grief about not picking a very secure job no they they don't no they don't care no no they're just they don't nothing there isn't a lot of conversation no we're not they're not like worried about me or they are it's so awful that they can't voice it do you (laughs) know what i'm saying it's a type of worry that you don't share with them, the right. people that you're worried about. It's that kind of worry. Okay. Yeah. So you're not on the phone with everybody on every, never. a weekly basis. Never. Happy Hanukkah. Almost literally never. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's like a, a Facebook comment, not even a comment, just a like on a pic. You know what I mean? That type of th- – That's and that's only with uh, one of them, Wow. the oldest sister. So we're really, really close. Well, um, they of, really – One out of six, not bad. Yeah. Uh, to get a like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's new too, by the way. <laughs> it's like in the last two years, but um, it's okay. It's all right. And do you do any more um, teaching? You used to- yeah, I teach acting still. Um, I teach at the Anthony Mindel Actors Workshop here in Los Angeles, California. I was teaching for them in London for three years. Oh, cool! And that just sort of fell into that because I used to teach acting here. Yes, and uh, I-, I met this guy Mitchell um, Mullen, who is teaches over in London. And he was like, and he was a mutual friend. We had a mutual friend, and she's like, "You got to meet Mitchell." And then I met Mitchell, and Mitchell's like, "You should work." here at the studio and I was like yeah cool and I love teaching acting so um, yeah so I still do that a few days a week yeah and do you um so I want to go back to your childhood for a second oh dear yeah I know sorry (laughs) it's do you like 
when you were little, did you ever like go into a store and uh, steal a piece of candy, or did of you ever? Of course. Oh, you did. Okay. Oh my good. god. Okay. I stole. I stole. Uh, definitely candy. I stole, um, but mostly what I was stealing, I was buying the candy because I thought it was worth paying for. <laughs> what I would steal was, what I would steal was um, like uh, going to the like Walgreens, um, and I would take uh, makeup which I didn't wear. Right. And I, my friends would give me things to steal for them because I was an actress, so I can get away with it. Right. So I was constant. I was bad. At, I was badass at it. I would steal jeans at the Gap. I would walk out in three layers of clothes. Oh my! God. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, it got warm in there, but oh. I'm outside now. As well, oh yeah. God. That's so funny. And yeah. Did you? Was that ever scary? Or uh, never. Sort of no, because I was like, I was an idiot. You know what I mean? And when you're an idiot, <laughs> you just, boy, are you fearless? Yeah. Did your friends at least give you money for the stuff you stole from? No, them? no, no. But oh, those, so, oh, oh, those those jeans were for me. All of them. All okay. of them. All layers. All three pairs. All. Oh well, yes. Do you at least get three styles or three yeah, different colors? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was really um, because I knew I, I cheated my whole life through school, so okay. I knew how to pretend like I was doing something that I wasn't doing or not doing what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was very good at it. I was very. I'm an actress. What can I tell yeah. you? So I got away with a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Do you remember your first big paying gig for doing what you love, like either acting or stand up? Stand up. I think the first paying one was I became a born again Christian by accident um, here at the comedy store. Um, oh. Yeah, I was crying one night, and some Christian female comics stood came hung hung around me and started praying over me. <laughs> And then they said, "Hey Cynthia, you know, do you want to go to church with us on Sunday? It's Friends Day, and they might, and they they're giving money away to a friend, and they might pick your name." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so of course I say that's how you get a Jew to go to Jesus. You offer them five hundred dollars, yeah. and um, of course I didn't. They didn't pick my freaking name, but I got saved by accident. People were rubbing my back, and the next thing you know, I've taken Jesus as my savior. Oh, it was cool. quite a day. So in those three months <laughs> that I was saved, um, before I denounced Jesus, because I was more broke when I left Jesus mm-hmm. than I was before I met Jesus, um, you know, after they take 10% of everything. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but uh, th- I um, – what was I going to say about that? So something about – oh, yeah, so that I got offered a gig to go to um, – I had a, a sh- audition for this to go overseas and perform uh, for Armed Forces tour. Mm. And I was going to, I think the first year was um, Japan and Korea. Yeah. And uh, this guy came to watch me in the main room. It was like one of those nights I had prayed about it. I yeah. had prayed about it. And every night he was supposed to come. and But he didn't come. And I was so glad he didn't come because I wasn't ready. And then this particular night I prayed just right. And he came. And he was this lovely red-haired man that I was very interested in anyway because I was interested in anybody who might want to say yes to me about anything. But anyway... So he comes and sees me in the main room, and it was packed, and um, the comic that was supposed to go up after me didn't show up, right? He was late. So I got to go 10 minutes over. Ah. So I had this long set, and I killed the whole time, and it was just like Jesus was helping me that day. And then I got to go, and I got, you know, you get paid pretty good money, at least for me at the time, mm-hmm. even if it didn't make any money, many cents financially. You right. know, like if even if like I had to buy a purse for it, then it's like, well, that was all, there goes all your money. Right. No, I'm kidding. But it was like uh, 1200 bucks, you know, oh, wow. for 10 days. But I only had to do three shows, you know what I mean, in 10 days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they pay for your food and your flight and all that. And I had, and it was a great experience. And I think I got laid a few times. So it all kind of worked out. Yeah. I mean, I was on military bases. What do you want from me? I well, mean, it's gotta, not my fault. You got to help I'm the Jewish. You're helping we, the troops. Yes, that's right. Support, service support. for the troops. Lots of support. That's right. 
And what's your and um, like? Do you remember? Like, if you look back now, mm-hmm. what was your favorite gig that you had, or the favorite job that you had in the arts mm-hmm. that um, maybe didn't even pay, but like it was just this was the best day of my life. Um, Have you ever had a best yeah, day in your life? I actually haven't. <laughs> to be honest, I yeah. really haven't. But the best day of my life was a promise of what didn't come. Oh. <laughs> Because um, it was the best day of my life because I was – my friend Peter Sprite got married and it was like their, uh, there was like a luncheon. What do they call it? Bef- like before the wedding, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They had a brunch. Buffet, and it, brunch. No, it was like at somebody's house. And, it, and so I was like – oh, sorry. That's anyway, fun. so I was like – I was I, I went there and I was like all irritable because – because I, I, I had a, you know, I did get to do it. I had USC. I had to do a, a scene at USC. It was a gig, you know. I had a, yeah. I got to do a scene, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a working actor. Now I got to go do this. Go to this party for my best friend too. By the way, like, what is this shit? I'm yeah. busy, you know. I'm busy. And they asked me to. They had asked me to, to do a to to read. I mean, to like do a toast, a funny toast for him and his wife. So I drive up, and I'm like. I got like brown stained on my armpits because I wore the same shirt over and over again for something nice, like my nice shirt. Mm-hmm. I wore so many times, you know, it was being, you know, pinned together in the front and you know what I mean? But it was still my good shirt, you see. Right. And so um, I drive my car up and I'm like, where the fuck was this in the Hollywood Hills? I'm like, could we go any higher? Where the hell am I? I'd never been up so high because I mean, my life was shit. So I never right. went up that high in the hills. Yeah, because so they like, usually stop you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 So I get up there and they're like, um, and I see valet parkers. I'm like the fuck is going and i'm like i'm not playing for fucking valet parking so i rolled backwards down the hill right <laughs> oh, no <laughs> yeah and then i then i parked my car not far you know i mean not close far right. away and then i'm walking and it's hot out of course right. sweating my nuts off you know and i'm walking and i'm walking and i finally get to the top and then there's an suv to take us even higher i go so i go to the drive i go where the fuck are we going right i'm like really irritable right <laughs> and um and uh and he's like and he laughs and he takes us up and then we all of a sudden we're on a lawn, like the car's parked on a lawn. The door opens of this white SUV that I've never been inside such a news car before. The door opens, and it's um, Felicity Huffman and um, and uh, Harrison Ford. Her, no, and her husband. Oh. Um, oh God, come on, with the red hair. Um, this is so stupid. Felicity Huffman's husband. You don't know him. He he's. Um, oh my God, God help red me. Hair. Uh, um, fucking Fargo, you fucker. Top? No, oh, Fargo. Mason. Yes. Stacey, uh No. Uh, William H Macy. William H Macy. So they open the 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 car to the the door to the the SUV and they're standing there and they go welcome, and I go like this to him. I go I go oh I go this is your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> and they burst out laughing and I go I go and she goes oh, and Felicity's laughing and she goes yes yeah. she goes Bill made it you know I go you did this yourself you made this house he goes no nah, well not myself but you know blah 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 anyway they ended up there was like a bunch of people there there was like these round tables with white tablecloths a piano player playing and you know open a bar and all this kind of shit I'm like where the fuck am I I'm still in dirty armpits like where the fuck am I it's their house they have me do like they had like nine people go ahead of me and they went up just before me to do these like toasts right these funny toasts and people are crying and laughing and I'm still waiting to go up I'm like I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> and I was sitting with my acting teacher at the time and his wife who happened to be a literary agent and I was telling her about my my screen my script that I wrote called Unprepared for Life. Thanks, Bob. Anyway, so <laughs> and so she's cracking up and she's like, I want to see your script. I want it. And I'm like, oh, wow. OK, good for you. You know, what an idiot. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And then the, finally, it's my turn to go up after Felicity and William do their thing. And people are in hysterics. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. So I go up there and I go I look at the fucking 
I, I look at the, 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 whatever you call him, the waiter or whatever it is, and he's wearing like a, an outfit, you right. know, and I go, look at this fucker in his stupid outfit with the fucking vest and the fucking tie, and I go, that's what I should be wearing right now. That's what I fucking should be wearing right now, bending over for a dollar for you pricks, right? <laughs> I go, I shouldn't be up here. What the fuck am I doing, right? And so I lost my shit. And I told him the story about how I like saw the you know the valet Parker, and I rolled back down, and they were like cracking up, and and I go, I get here, and it's your fucking house, and they they just like the whole place was like falling out, and I was like, you know what I mean? I was killing yeah, yeah. at this thing, and then I ended up getting a literary agent, a theatrical agent, a commercial agent, all in this one afternoon. Wow. And by the way, I made none of them any money ever, just so you know. But I just wanted to say, and I had called my mother to tell her the story, but I waited like six months to tell her because I knew she would ruin it, right? And so I tell her, I call her and tell her, she, well, you know, whatever, it was like Thanksgiving. It was a big day, you know, so I thought maybe I'd tell her something good, right? right? So I tell her the whole story, and she goes, well, I'm glad you're keeping busy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And wow. I was just like, you see why? Anyway, so that, and it, so it was the promise of what could have been what never was. They did become my agents and this right. and that, but I never did anything with it because I had no self-worth, no self-esteem, <laughs> no confidence. So, you know, at 100 years old, I'm starting to feel more confident, still not rich, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not anxious about it. Mm-hmm. So are you going to write a sequel to the first script? Well, you know what? It's, it's, I haven't put it out there. It was supposed to be put out there and I pulled it out. I pulled it. You pulled out it of, out? out of, yeah. Um, and, uh, and because it wasn't, wasn't enough of the truth of my life, it was like, because there, there were some positive things happening in oh. it that weren't true. Oh, and because it's called Unprepared for Life, an almost true story, except for the good parts of those had to be made up. Right. And I thought, oh, shit, I would rather do it when I don't have to make them up. You know what I mean? Right. Just, <laughs> I just kept hoping that something good would happen. You yeah. know what I mean? So now um, – but I, so I've written, turned it into a TV pilot. And, oh, cool. I, and um, I'm doing a live show of it that I'm writing right now. So I'm just in order to get money so I can really – because there's part animation in it. It's going to cost some money. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's going to happen. Netflix is going to pick it up. I know yeah, it. thank you. Thank you for putting it I out there. It. That's right. It. I feel it. Cool. And how do you, like knowing with money not coming in or things mm-hmm. not being fulfilled, mm-hmm. um, like how do you not stress out? Well, you know, today I, it's a spiritual thing, you know. Okay. And um, whereas before, like if I was to really look at like, I mean, I because I never I'm not a planner. I'm prepared for life. I never planned anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, so let's say here now we're about going into December. Right. right. Christmas month. Yeah. No work, really. Very little work for most people. Right. Which yeah. is why I hate the holidays so much. There's not even an option of it. Like where right. I was always doing these shit jobs and or people were like going away. Bye. Bye. Going to see my family for the holiday. And I would fucking watch walk their fucking dogs and feed their fucking cats <laughs> walking around with keys dangling out of my fucking pants. You know, miserable. Yeah. They can't sleep. Their, their, their animals are crawling over my forehead in the evenings. You know what I mean? Like this is a shit life. Picking up their dog shit. Right. Broke still. Not happy. Don't have your – you're not sleeping at your own place. Like this was my life for, a, you know, for years. And it was like – so because I'm not a planner, you know. So now at least I have like that solid job of working at the studio for now seven years, which is unbelievable, you know, yeah. and it, but it's great because it is, it's not, there's nothing to be shamed around it. Like, oh, it's not what my dream is because I'm helping people. Right. Like, and I know I am and I'm watching people grow and they appreciate me, you know? Right. And so it's also, it, you know, I expand, they expand and it's great. And then as a comic, I'm, you know, performing and I'm doing, and I'm still, it's always a challenge, right? Doing stand-up, you're always growing, always changing, always learning. It's never – you're never done, and I'm okay with that. 
so I'm doing that. But um, I think I now have a, a vision of what, you know what I mean? Like I, now I can see what I want more mm-hmm. clearly. And I think if you have a goal that helps you, that you know you're going towards it. That's not answering your question, by the way. But um, I'm not spiritually, I think I, I do trust that there's the universe is going to give you what you want as long as you know what you deserve. If you don't know what you deserve, you're going to get exactly that. Yeah. You know, nothing. Right. <laughs> so that's what I had most of my life. Yeah. Yeah. But that's changing. Yeah. No, totally. It's, it's changed. And, of course, more is going to show up because I keep being open to more, you know. And w- do you know what made that shift? Like, was there a moment where oh, yeah. you just went, okay, this I'm done with the old belief? Absolutely. So I was living in London. And I was teaching acting and I was talking about like our shadow selves, like these parts of ourselves that we shove down based on an experience you had as a kid. Your ego jumps up to protect you, says I'm never going to be like that. And so we shove that part, that trait down, like the controlling person or the, the you know, the person that cares about money so much, let's right. just say, because I don't want to be like that person. And then we go in the total other direction. And so what does that mean? Being a pauper, you know, like, you know, <laughs> which is also another word my dad used to call me, a pauper. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey, anyway, pop- no big hey, deal. Pauper, not my <laughs> pa- pauper. Hey, pauper. That's a great nickname. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, and so uh, so that's what I was, a pauper, somebody who didn't believe they deserved because I didn't want to associate myself with the other opposite, you know. Right. And so – um, and also the way I was treated showed me that I didn't deserve too. All this kind of stuff, you know, it, it puts an imprint on you about your story and what what's real, whatever, what you deserve. So anyway, um, so I was teaching that, and this girl came up to me in the class. She was from Spain, and she's like, Cynthia, what you're talking about is exactly the work I do. You should come to my apartment, and we can work on it. And I was like, why don't you take a seat, Cecilia? <laughs> I'm the teacher here, you little bitch. You know, but I was like, because my ego jumped up because it knew it was being challenged. It was being threatened. I didn't even know I had an ego. And I was like, sit down, bitch. She's like, okay. You know, whatever. So like, several, but she kept saying it week after week. And I was, and she's like, Cynthia. I'm like, Cecilia, Cynthia, Cecilia, you know, whatever. And finally one day I was like, all right. So with a massive fight, like five hours of like, of going, listen, I'm not going to make it. I'm very busy on Facebook. I don't have a lot of stuff going on right now. I can't make it. I finally... I I finally went there and it was like windy and rainy and cold and I was like this sucks and it was like to me a sign that I shouldn't be going, you know. Yeah. The weather's telling me don't go, don't god do damn it. it, you know. But I go there and I was I wouldn't even sit down. I was in such a like my ego was so up. And she's like, do you want to sit down? I'm like, no, Cecilia. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I have to be ready to yeah, run. Exactly. Should I take your coat? No, I'm cold. She's like, oh, should I put the heat on? Yes. You know, do you want water? Yes. You know, just anyway. So then she started to do this work with me about like basically what it is is about addressing um, things that you resist, right? So what you say, you know, what is a trait that a trait that you don't like in your life? What is it a trait that you don't like in the world? You know, and I just said, you know, I remember I think go-getter was my first one. A go-getter. As a comic and an actor, you don't like go-getters? Good luck, bitch. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like um, go-getter. And she's like, okay. And so you break it down. Like, who's a go-getter? Go-getters are people who are selfish. They step on people's hands while they're trying to climb the ladder, right? They're, they're climbing the ladder and their soul falls out. And they go, oh, well, too bad. That's all right. I'll keep going, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then so on and so on. And what else are they? And what else are they? And then you say, okay, well, what happens to people like that? You know, what happens to go-getters and people who step on other people's hands and who are selfish and don't care about other people and blah, blah, blah? Well, people don't want to be around them. People don't like them. People, you know, blah, 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 you know. And then, and then what happens? And they end up being alone. And then what happens? And ultimately, you take it to the end, which is you know, the death, which is they, they, they die alone, which is basically all of our biggest fear. Right. And it's the child's fear, not necessarily the adult. It's the child fear that we still walk around with every day. Right. Because we go to the extreme when we have extreme experience with a, as a, with, you know, with a trait. 
we just immediately go to, well, I'm, you know, they're going to die alone if they keep doing that. And that's the ego's fear, you know. So anyway, so when I started to address those res- things, those traits that I resisted, they ended up, um, I start, you end up starting to love those parts of you because yeah. they're still a part of you, right? So right. if you're shoving it down, you're shoving down a part of you and that means I don't, you're not really loving you fully and you have to because right. life sucks cock. It can be very difficult. So you need to start loving you if you want something to fucking work out for your ass, right? And so I started to do that. And that's when the shift changed because I decided to, like, not let my ego win because our ego is very strong, very, very powerful. Very powerful. So that so that shifted. And then more recently, and so literally I started to believe and have hope and then ended up moving back to Los Angeles and sort of stepping into myself more. And gradually my ego was still alive. Don't get me wrong. Right. Still I call him Carl. He, it's his name. He's like a bouncer at a nightclub that nobody goes to anymore. That's Carl. <laughs> Carl, um, He's damn a big it. beast. But last thing I'm going to say is that I did the the night my friend of mine. Oh, time to time what's, to end. What's that? Um, somebody making no. cookies. Somebody's making cookies. Wow, <laughs> making cookies. I guess that's a hint. <laughs> but anyway, my 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 guides. I've been my friend of mine was doing uh, Kashik records, and um, I've been connected to my guides. I didn't even know we had them, but I have guides and. They're like they're just for you. Everybody has them, and yep. they've been there my whole life. That's been the divine intervention. That that's what the voices were. So anyway, so I've been more connected to them. They're on my side, and that has totally changed um, me because I'm getting guidance for the first time in my life. Do you cool. see? I'm prepared for life. No guidance. Now I have guidance. Who cool. knew? Right. Well, so, so the sequel is going to be prepared. Exactly. For life. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. That so, is so that cool. is, but what do you have to teach me, Bob? I still want to know what the hell well, I'm supposed you know, to do about money. I, was, I, I, I still want some cash in my purse. Well, I was just about to share, but then the buzzer went off. Oh, so you're such a dick. <laughs> it's like, so I guess it's going to be a few more years. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe after the podcast, I'll give you one tip. <laughs> Why don't you give the idiots that are listening a tip? Because there should be at least two idiots listening along with um, myself. It, well, it's believe in yourself. Is uh, that what it is? Is it believe in believe in yourself? Yeah, I think believe in yourself and follow your passion. Yeah, I think so too. But is it that easy, right? It's the unconscious well, beliefs you got to get in touch with. So not everybody, you know how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got to peel away the layers and... Uh, yeah, but it's literally down to that. It I really think it is. is. That is the thing that shifted me immediately. I've been to tons of therapy and twelve step and all that other crap, and nothing really. Mm-mm. It was all incremental life, I call it, where every day sucks cock. It just sucks a little less cock each day. There you go. But now it's not like that anymore. Do you see? see? It's better. It's better. Well, where I I love looking at you and your reading you, glasses. Bob. I know. I, I I don't know why I have money more because I'm not actually reading anything. I know, but. I don't I, want to take them off. I can see you. Normally, I can't even see. Oh, oh that, I see. That's that right. Those are the ones that Vicky was talking about in yeah. the podcast, too. They were so cool. They, they separate. They separate. Right at the nose. As we all do. We're going to have to separate. Oh, Bob. Well, where can people find you? On social media. Oh, on social media. So uh, Twitter, um, she seems nice. Seems is a keyword. She seems Kids. nice. Yeah, she seems nice is a Twitter. Um, on Instagram, I'm Cynthia Levin Seven L E V I N and um, number seven, and then uh, Facebook, it's Cynthia Levin. I think it might be Cynthia Levin One, but is there a two somewhere out there? I don't. There's probably. I think there's a bunch of Cynthia Levins, but I should typically come up first. You should trademark that name. How do you do that? I don't know, but I'm just saying. You know, how dare they? 
Yes, you're right. Trademark the name. What a great That's idea. That's a great idea. Interesting. I would never do that with that name. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, check her out on Facebook and Instagram and all those good things. Mm-hmm. And check us out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those things. Yeah. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher got it right i love it and we still want to know how you made so much money bob i want to know how you got that ring look at me and all my rings got my rings these are my pimp rings baby oh yeah gotta do what you gotta do yeah baby nice necklace too thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'm running to my car and locking the door uh (laughs) well this has been money you should ask i'm your host bob wheeler until next time thank you so much cynthia cheers thanks bob wheeler